0: Hello beautiful people, you are listening to the Inside Job Podcast with Mikkel Brand Oliver. The Inside Job Podcast will share light, love, and lessons to support you in loving and valuing yourself from the inside out. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to episode nine of the Inside Job Podcast, Thank you for listening and for your desire to grow in your journey of being emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually well. I am Brand Brandoliver, and I'm growing right along with you. Next Monday is the season one finale of the Inside Job podcast. Almost 10 weeks have gone by since the first episode launched on 2121. Thank you for your support, and I hope you've had at least one takeaway that you were able to put into action. And even though season one is coming to a close, make sure you subscribe to the Inside Job podcast so you'll receive updates when season two returns in the fall and any other updates regarding the Inside Job I am on LinkedIn, but I'm not active and that's the only form of social media I'm associated with for a plethora of reasons solely connected to my peace of mind and spirit. So my old school methods of connecting are email, phone calls, pigeons and written letters, (laughs) and information can only spread so far with these methods. So please subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend and let a sister get some play on your social media stories of sharing the Inside Job podcast and sharing about the Inside Job kinship that's happening on Thursday, April 22nd, 2021 from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kinship it's free space it's for all it's a space of good energy and vibes connecting with folks we talked about connection last week connecting with folks who desire to continue to grow and who god has called them to be and just a space of overall well-being if that sounds like you please come through tickets are available at insidekinship.eventbrite.com you can also access tickets and downloads from the podcast at www.striveforimpact.com backslash podcast, no I in impact. All right, mindset check-in. A mindset check-in is a temperature check of your heart and your heart is the nucleus of your entire being and drives your mind, emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. Colossians 3, two states, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. The mindset check-in for episode nine is, what's been on your mind? Hmm. The dominant thought that's been on my mind is two sides of the same coin. On one side of the coin, the thought is, Girl, you have grown for real, for real. God is working in, on, and through you. Your responses and reactions are more tempered. You lean into certain situations with curiosity instead of assumption. Your discipline is activating new levels of provision and opportunity. You accept correction without all that extra lip and attitude. You don't cope with that vice anymore. You go to God about it. And on the other side of the coin, the thought is child, you have so much growing to do. You're still insecure about that. Mikkel, you still haven't given that fully to God. You still had the slapping spirit on you when she said that. You still take that personally. It's not even about you. Mikkel, you still reminisce about him and what y'all did that you had no business doing. You still bought that and you ain't need it. All that I was, all that I am, and all that I am becoming has been on my mind. This week, reflect on what's been on your mind. Write or audio record your thoughts. Share them with someone and ask them the same question. The topic for episode nine is drum roll please. Shifts, peace on the journey, part two of episode three. Dictionary.com defines the word shift as a verb, which describes an action, state, or occurrence, and a noun, a person, place, or thing. The definitions of shift as a verb are one, to put something aside and replace it with another or others, change or exchange, and two, To move from one place, position, direction to another. The definition of shift as a noun are, one, a change or transfer from one place, position, direction, person to another. And two, a person's scheduled period of work. Okay, Thank you for the English 101 mini lesson, Macau. Your point is, what shifts are happening in your life? And what shifts are you avoiding in your life? I had a wise friend tell me that the course of how his life flows is either being in a shift, coming out of a shift, or going into a shift. And it took him time to embrace the rhythm of this flow and the journey God engineered for his life. All of us globally have experienced shifts. For some, it's been a continuous stream of shifts over the past year. We've each experienced and continue to experience the shifts of COVID-19 that will forever change our institutional and interpersonal landscape. Nothing stays the same forever. Biologically, our bodies experience shifts throughout our phases of life. Environmentally, seasons shift into barren to bloom. Spiritually, our desires and tastes and assignments shift. Professionally, Our pursuits and interests shift. Our positions shift. Relationally, our connections shift. Mentally, our perspective and capacity shifts. Emotionally, our reactions and responses shifts. Shifts are part of growing, expanding, and moving in the direction God has purposed us for. Sometimes we're able to initiate and prepare for the shift, and other times the shift is bestowed upon us, unwanted and unexpected. What shifts are God calling you to and seeing you through? Is there a sense in your heart, mind, and spirit that God has an assignment he wants you to fulfill? What shifts have been confirmed, whether through his word and what he's asked you to do, through a trusted connection, through opportunities that are pursuing you, through divine appointments that you did not schedule? What shifts haven't you shared with many people? Because then you would have folks checking in on the thing that you are delaying movement towards and you ain't trying to have that level of accountability. What shifts have you started then stopped? What shifts are you in that you never would have selected or agreed to experience? And how are you embracing it? What inner work shifts are you engaging in? What shifts do you think are too small and too simple to be from God? In the words of author, motivational speaker, actress, and evangelist Priscilla Shear, sometimes the biggest moves of God are wrapped in the smallest assignments of obedience. In February and early March of 2021, I read the book of Matthew. And on February 3rd, based on my journal entry, I read Matthew 8. And in Matthew 8, Jesus's ministry is in full effect. He is healing people, drawing crowds, casting out demons, teaching the disciples. He is in full obedience and assignment mode. And chapter 8 closes with the disciples and Jesus on a boat. And suddenly, a shift happens. A violent storm arises and the boat is covered in waves. The disciples are in a panic and the weather is raging and Jesus was sleeping. And the disciples rush to Jesus. They wake him up and say, Lord, get up. We are about to die. And Jesus asks them a mindset check-in. He asks, why are you afraid? And tells them that their faith is little. Basically, why has this shift startled you? What's in your heart? I mean, the disciples had Jesus in the boat. They had been with him all day, witnessing people display faith that one word, one touch from Jesus could heal, and it did. Jesus got the disciples, the wind, and the sea all the way together and restored peace. Matthew eight twenty six states, he said to them, why are you afraid? You men of little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the winds in the sea and there was at once a great and wonderful calm, a perfect peacefulness. The men wondered in amazement saying, what kind of man is this that even the winds and sea obey him? On the outside, it's easy to think they were tripping. They had Jesus right there. They could see, touch, talk to the Messiah, and they lost their peace in the shift. And when Jesus restored peace, they were amazed and in awe by the sheer magnitude of his power. But Jesus's question to the disciple could be asked of us now in the shifts of our lives. Whether the shift is a raging storm or a clear blue sky. Why are you timid and afraid? Why? And what would Jesus say to you after he asks you that question? What would he draw your attention to as evidence that you can retain peace in the shift? Because he is peace. Hebrews 13:20 20 through 21 says, "Now may the God of peace the source of serenity and spiritual well-being, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood that sealed and ratified the eternal covenant, equipped you with every good thing to carry out his will and strengthen you, making you complete and perfect as you ought to be, accomplishing in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. What defining moments would he place before you to dismantle your timidity? What cases would he lay out to disrupt your cycles of anxiety? What screenshots of your journey would he display to remind you of his hand over your life? and of shifts past and present, large and small, seen and unseen. I can imagine Jesus saying to me, Haven't we been preparing, Mikael? I've been working on the inside of you at your request. You've beseeched me to heal, make whole, use you, sharpen you, prune you, prepare you, plant you, position you, and be with you which I am and always have been, even when you didn't ask or acknowledge my presence. Haven't you prayed for people by name or by pain or by situation? Haven't you asked for a renewed heart and transformed mind and requested above all else that my will, purpose, and plan reign supreme? And have you not sought peace through me, imprinted my words on your heart and radiated my light needing and wanting for minimal things and in every storm you made out bruised at times but not destroyed is my love for you not paramount to your love for yourself and others did I not use your mother to get you closer to me so again Mikkel why are you timid and afraid when even the winds have to obey me, when death is a defeated foe for me, when my heart and thoughts and plans towards you are good, love-filled, and for you to live in eternal abundance, when I'm trusting you as a vessel to bring me glory and draw people to me, everything you want, desire, need, and are purposed for is in me. Fear not. Follow me, obey my commands, bring your worries to me, and receive peace. Philippians 2.13 states, For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is, strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Peace in the shifts of life is an inside job sourced and orchestrated by God. There are many options that offer temporary and artificial peace, and I've tried a great number of them. Options that fill you up for a period of time and then you're depleted and disturbed because they were never designed to fill you or be your foundation. And the cycle and increase in the appetite continues. You can't sex your way to peace. I tried. You can't porn hub and please your way to peace. I tried. You can't drink your way to peace. I tried. You can't smoke your way to peace, I tried. You can't secure bags your way to peace, I tried. Fame your way to peace. Post and caption your way to peace. Marry your way to peace. Parent your way to peace. Serve your way to peace. Degree your way to peace. Spend your way to peace. Perform your way to peace. Relocate your way to peace. Start a business your way to peace. Medicate your way to peace. YouTube your way to peace. Podcast your way to peace. Or friend your way to peace. Genuine peace. Peace that surpasses understanding and causes the winds and seas to hush is found in our relationship and connection with God that strengthens our relationship and connection with ourselves and our connection and relationship with others. Without a relationship and connection with God rooted in our love and consistent obedience to him is a life of temporary, artificial, and wavering peace. It won't ever be steady. It won't ever be filling. And it won't ever satisfy your greatest needs. Genuine peace isn't the absence of conflict or just a state of rest. It is the presence of God dwelling in you doing a work on your heart, body, and spirit and manifesting in and out of you. I mentioned this in episode one. Every time my peace is disturbed, I can track what I focused on, what took up residence in my heart, what trigger occurred, what shift I encountered that took my attention intentionality, and centering off of God and on to something else. And when I say took my focus off of God, I mean disrupted the affirmation of what I know to be true about God and his word. I mean not going to God first with my cares and my concern. I mean thinking on things that contend and pervert and distort the will of God. I mean the opposite of Philippians 4, eight. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. When I deviate from the true source of peace and snack on artificial options, my peace dissolves shortly thereafter and my obedience is always delayed. If you're in a season life where peace is flowing consistently. You've set intentions to harness the peace of God and are reaping the benefits inside and out. Praise God. Continue to be a beacon of peace for those around you and those you engage with. Write down and journal the revelations and lessons in this season for you and in the shifts. Share what God has done and is doing for you and listen to the hearts and needs of others and intercede on their behalf and ask God to use you beyond your comfort zone. Wherever we are in the shifts and season of life, here are five self-assessment questions for us to reflect on to retain the peace of God. And they're questions embedded in questions. Y'all already know how I do. First question. Why am I timid or anxious or afraid? What evidence in my life proves otherwise? What am I carrying that I need to release to God? Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Question two, what does God's word say about peace, worry, and anxiety? In what ways can I meditate on one specific scripture this week and activate and deepen my faith? Psalm 119.15 states, I will meditate on your precepts and thoughtfully regard your ways, the path of life established by your precepts. The third question to reflect on to retain the peace of God in our shifts, in our life, in our journey. What are the lessons in this shift and what am I grateful for? Psalms 103 through 4 states, Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name. Four, are there areas of disobedience and misalignment in my life that are disconnecting me from the source of peace? Luke 6, 46, 49 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed in its destruction. Was complete. And the last question to ask ourselves to retain the peace of God what small, manageable steps can I take this week to hold my peace? Psalm 85 8 says, I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people, but let them not return to their foolish ways. The peace of God is for you and transcends any circumstance, moment, situation, or shift. And there is no shift too small or too big for God. This week, reflect on the mindset check-in. What's been on your mind? Share your response with someone and ask them the same question. Next, focus on connecting to the source of peace this week. Make and spend time with God. And lastly, return next week for another episode of the Inside Job Podcast. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. And I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me at Mikkel at striveforimpact.com. That's Mikkel, M I K E L, at strivefor, F O R, impact, M P A C com. No I in impact. Be sure to rate the Inside Job Podcast, leave a review, subscribe, and share. I love you. Keep going.